While many kids are making their holiday wish lists, the patients at Nationwide Children's Hospital are simply wishing they could be home. But you have the power to make their stay a little brighter. The moment you make a donation, the butterflies on the lawn at Nationwide Children's light up for our patients to see. And that gift brings joy, funds research, and the world's finest care. Please, light up the lawn, light up a life. Give now at nationwidechildrens.org slash give. Peace, peace, everyone. It's your girl, Sequoia Blue. We are back in here with another episode. Today, we have a fun guest. We got Michael Spermuli. I hope I said that right. Spermuli. Pretty good. Spermuli, yes. Spermuli. It's, not, it's like Italian. It sounds like Italian. 100% Italian. That is, oh, that is wow. correct. Yay. Yeah. So um, basically, he's like an astrologer. He's like an astrologer consultant. So it's going to be really interesting. Um, so let's start with the first question. How did you get into astrology? Wow. that's you, You're making me go back way, way many years <laughs> in my mind. <laughs> so I encountered astrology for the very first time back in 1994. I had just graduated undergraduate and I was working someplace one trying or was trying to figure out what I was going to do with the rest of my life. And someone at work gifted me a reading with a professional astrologer. I had never done that before. I, you know, I've seen the horoscopes in the paper and all that. And I was a little conflicted because I was brought up in a, in a faith-based system where astrology was supposed to be a no, no, but I said, you know what, the way this person explained it to me, it seemed pretty legit. I said, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and have the consultation. And I remember it like it was yesterday. It was in Hollywood, Florida. And it was at the time they were doing the, the astrology was doing face-to-face consultations. So I went to her home office and I'm sitting across from her and she had a you know fluffy dog on the floor. And with just my birthday time and location, she proceeded to describe my whole life up to that point. And I was just gobsmacked because my, my training was in clinical psychology. So I've got this one side of me where science has been ingrained. And now we have this person who's an astrologer who knew nothing about me explaining where I've been, what I've done, what challenges I was currently facing. And I was hooked from that moment on. That was the the event that opened the door to me that said, there's really something to astrology. And that was the beginning right there. That is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. it's like when I first got into astrology, it was basically I was in high school and I would go to yahoo.com and read right. what right. what every day, like what is it, what's my day going to be like today? That's what I used to do. And it was just, yep. it was my thing. And then I was like, okay, that, that did kind of happen. I just feel like, you know, I know some Christians are like, don't believe in that stuff, but it's it's always, I think there's always some truth to astrology. Well, but here, here's the thing. and And the type of astrology that I'm involved with is is pretty cutting edge. It, it's actually referred to as vibrational astrology. And the thing that's neat about VA for short, vibrational astrology, is that it really looks at encompassing everything. So it's not a matter of saying, well, it, it, astrology overrules religion or it overrules science. VA brings everything together. So religion is integrated. Science is a big piece of vibrational astrology. In fact, I know of two preachers, one Baptist and one, I'm not sure the denomination, who actively utilize astrology in their work. So modern astrology is a lot different than what the ancients were dealing with 2000 years ago when all this got started. 
and it, it's it's a it, it really is a, a cutting edge approach that is evidence based and data driven to look at how the planetary cycles are impacting or have the potential to impact the human behavior on a regular basis. Yeah, I like that because like I've always felt like if if the moon is in this in this time and it's like because like for tomorrow, I think what was the moon in tomorrow? I think I have it down here, but someone said, uh, you know, I, I shouldn't I haven't written the horoscope. I, I do dailies and I and I haven't looked yet. Um, well, tomorrow's a big eclipse, actually. Yeah, the lunar uh, eclipse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a biggie. So I got to write about that uh, later tonight. And that's going into Virgo, I believe. Um I, I've got to look because the, the, you know, the charts are always moving. But yeah, uh, it is. But you know, you're right. The moon, you know, and is is connected with emotions and our personal history and habits and pattern, and that's one of the the planetary bodies that has one of the most immediate impacts on us because it moves around our chart so quickly. Mm. Uh, it's it's definitely more of a shorter range outcome uh, or influence. And you'll notice too, you know, when you get into this and really start looking at where the moon is at, it can have an impact on your moods within the day because you can be feeling one way completely different toward the beginning of the day. And then the moon aspects other, other uh, planets and the whole dynamic can change. And, and what we've discovered, and I say we, because uh, VA's got a lot of research going on and I'm, I'm just, I was invited to participate in their re research team. Oh, wow. What they're discovering is that while the signs have been utilized for many, many years, the signs aren't quite as important as the simple planetary aspects. So the signs give us a little bit of color. You know, I mean, we're all familiar with Aries, Taurus, Cancer, yep. you go around the whole zodiac. And they give us a little bit of color, but it's really the meaning of the planets because each planet regulates a particular process. You know, the sun is, is what our current reality is. The moon is talking about uh, emotions and things that I just mentioned. Uh, you get into Mercury, it's the connection of ideas. A lot of these things are based off of traditional astrology, but we now are starting to get evidence-based research that shows, yeah, this actually pans out. And, and it's more of an examination of the energy processes that are at play, as opposed to traditional astrology, which is more thematic, where, you know, Saturn typically represents the father, the moon represents our mother. And we're not saying that those things are, should be discarded at this point, not, not by any means, but because of my background in, in clinical psych, evidence-based stuff is very important to me. And that's why I, I was a closeted astrologer for many, many years because the people in the psychology world would have run me out of town oh, thinking, well, how can you be involved in this? But now that the research is kind of caught up with things, it's like, all right, it's time to bring this out to the world and let people know that, A, there's nothing to be afraid of. It's fascinating stuff. New discoveries are being made every single day. And, and it's just cool. It's a great tool to help us figure out how the energy is supposed to flow in our own personal lives. And of course, that's based on our birth chart. Everyone gets our own birth, you know, your own birth chart, at the time of birth. We come into this universe and this existence and the planets are in a certain configuration based on your viewpoint of the world from when you arrived on the scene in the operating room. That's what makes us all different. And that's our own personal circuitry. And then as the planets orbit throughout time, different circuits get connected. And that's the whole basis of 
vibrational astrology. Wow, I love that. That is so interesting because I believe we all have our own natural intuition, our own clairvoyancy, and then like the the tarot cards and astrology kind of maximizes that. It, I feel it all it all connects, and and that's one of the things that that I often tell people. People, so how do you how do you find real astrologers versus you know the scam artist and all that? I always encourage people. Number one, you got to find people who you resonate with. If if you click with them and you you know maybe hear them online or see them or whatnot, if you got a good feeling from them, that's a good starting point. But you want to beware of people who say, "Well, now this is the only way it is," because oh. we don't know. We're learning now. You know, there's there's many different ways, and in VA, everything is up for debate and inquiry and investigation, and it's it's. Pretty amazing. You can tell I get excited about this stuff. I've had had a full day before getting uh, on here with you, but I'm just as excited now as when I did my first consult this morning because this stuff is so fascinating. And back in March, I attended a uh, a VA conference where there was about 80 VA astrologers in the same room. That's an intense experience. But what was really amazing, and this is the first time I went to an actual astrology conference. Um, I've seen, you know, that there were conferences out there for many years, but I actually went to one. And what was amazing is we had every type of person in there. We had young people, old people, different people from different nationalities and ethnicities and backgrounds. There were PhDs. There were people who were associated with high levels in academia. There were researchers. There was a physicist in the room. And it really is, it's, it was, it was almost like three days of kind of living in a fantasy world because everybody got along. Nobody was trying to outdo each other, different backgrounds, different walks of life, but we were all utilizing the same language, which was astrology. And it was, it was really powerful. That is exciting. So like, how can people use astrology to like make their lives better or get this like GPS of like what to do? Cause some people are like, what do I do in my life? I don't know what to do. And they're looking for answers. So you used a, a great term and that's, it, that's GPS, you know, astrology unbeknownst to many people does not dictate our lives. I actually use that phrase that astrology is more like a, a GPS for our life. It's not a crystal ball. And, and here's what I mean by that. If we think about a crystal ball, you know, we gaze into the crystal and it's like, uh, like in the Wizard of Oz, oh, you're going on a trip uh, and this is what's going to happen. And if you don't do it, the whole thing's going to blow up. No, that, that's not what astrology is all about. Astrology is more like a GPS or a weather report for our lives. So here's what I mean. Let's say you're going to have plans this weekend to go to a picnic outside. Well, what are we going to do? We're going to look at the weather report the night before to see what the weather's going to be like. So we know how to dress. Now, here's a question. Let's say the weather says it's going to be torrential downpours the next day. Does that weather report have control over you at that point as to whether or not you decide to go to the picnic or the outdoor event? Does it control you? Yes or no? No. No. You can certainly go and show up and be in the rain if you wanted to. And, And some people choose to do that. And hey, that's cool. That's what astrology is. It's it's like this cosmic weather report to let us know about cycles and trends that are happening in people in your own life. And then it's up to us to determine 
what it is that we do with that information. Just like the farmer, you know, the farmer generally plants their crops in the spring. Why? Because the weather's favorable for that. There's nothing preventing the farmer from planting crops in the winter. They're not going to grow because conditions are not favorable for that. Yep. So when people say, well, how do we use astrology? The, the first thing is and astrology is a very, very vast subject with no end to it. There's it, it's, it's just goes on forever. There's always new discoveries being made, mm -hmm. but I always like to let people know if they think of nothing else, you got to look at it for what it's meant to do. It doesn't control our life but it gives us information that we can then choose to integrate and act on or not. While many kids are making their holiday wish lists, the patients at Nationwide Children's Hospital are simply wishing they could be home. But you have the power to make their stay a little brighter. The moment you make a donation, the butterflies on the lawn at Nationwide Children's light up for our patients to see. And that gift brings joy, funds research, and the world's finest care. Please. Light up the lawn, light up a life. Give now at nationwidechildrens.org slash give. How long was Neil Armstrong actually on the moon? When did Europe start speaking English? Did Marco Polo really go to China? CuriosityStream is the streaming service for all things history, plus science, wildlife, and more. What's the real story behind the Mona Lisa? We've got that. What caused the collapse of Rome? We know. Where did we find mankind's earliest ancestor? Come find out. For the holidays, get the gift of curiosity with 25% off gift cards for your curious cohorts. It's holiday shopping season at curiositystream.com slash gift. It's that simple. So that, that, and the mindset I think is key. It's not like, it's not like going to a psychic and, and this is nothing against psychics uh, who says, well, this is what's going to happen. And I'm getting this name and this is that. And that's it. That's a different method of, of, of yeah. divination. Astrology is here's the optimal cycles and timings and, and things that would be predisposed or, or more, more probable of happening. But then we ultimately have free will to make decisions. Free will. Exactly. Yep. Uh, to, to either, you know, it's sort of like, all right, well, you know, the doctor tells us we got to lose some weight and we need to go to the gym. All right. The doctor has given us that information. He or she can't make us go to the gym. That's all up to us. Are we going to yeah. get out of bed and, you know, go put in an hour or not? It's the same thing with astrology. And, and that's why I'm so excited about sharing the idea of modern astrology, because it's not like the old way. I mean, typical astrology, and it sounds like you've studied the subject. So, you know, yeah. there are oh, the, the typical astrology, Western astrology, uh, back from ancient times has these things that are referred to as planetary rulers of different signs. Uh, and, and that's sort of like the boss of that sign. Well, that, that worked back in the day, but the world doesn't operate that way anymore. So I'm not saying those methods don't work still, but there are better methods. And it, and it kind of brings things current from the standpoint of looking at what is the world that we're living in? And then how do we plug into it from an astrological perspective? I like that. And what do you think about astrology when it comes to dating? You know, because like... You know, I've watched this one show where, you know, the lady matches people on her show and she'll yeah. ask per the, everybody, what's your sign? And, you know, and it's I think that's important. Some people are like, well, why does it matter what my sign is? It is important because to me, I'm a Scorpio. I don't 
sometimes work well with some Leos and Sagittarius. <laughs> so <laughs> I can be friends with them, but I, they, right. it just yeah. doesn't go well. It could, so, it could get, so, so you, you're probably not going to like my answer, but I'll give it to you anyways. Uh, and that is, it goes way beyond the sun sign. The sun sign, which we're all familiar with, which is what daily horoscopes are written on. And you know, everyone knows what their sun sign. I'm a Capricorn, by the way, January 7th. Um, it, it absolutely can be helpful, but you got to look beyond that. And you got to find out where some of those planetary alignments in both people in the relationship jive versus where they don't jive. Let me, let me give you an example. Um, when we're talking about, uh, we'll, we'll use the planet Jupiter for example, because a lot of people aren't familiar as much with that planet. And, and I like Jupiter because Jupiter makes things bigger. Jupiter is often associated with good luck. And, and, and remember earlier, I said every planet regulates a particular process and it does something specific. And Jupiter makes things bigger, whatever it comes in contact with. Now that could be a good thing or it could be a bad thing. So Jupiter can be a good thing if someone is, you know, if, if they have a Jupiter placement in, in their chart and they, let's say it interacts with uh, Uranus, which is another planet that is having to do with being lively and living in the moment. And let's say someone has a Jupiter Uranus aspect and they're all about living the big life and having a good time and they want to socialize and they want to chit chat with people and yada, 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 all that stuff. And that's a very strong placement for them. But if they're connecting with someone and I'm talking about the initial, you know, three to six months of the wee, you know, fun time when we're getting down to brass tacks, when we're figuring out is a relationship going to go somewhere or not so much. But if you have one person who's wanting to live that in, you know, instantaneous, fun, uh, big type of lifestyle, and they are paired with someone who has, let's say, a Saturn moon aspect, and Saturn's a different planet altogether. Saturn's about stripping everything away down to the essentials, and a Saturn moon placement in a person, they need a lot of alone time. Mm. They need a lot of time to think by themselves and reflect and unplug at the end of the day. So this is just a very simple example, but you can imagine if you have the Jupiter Uranus person long-term with a sun, with a Saturn moon person, one person's going to want to go out all the time. The other person's going to want to stay in all the time and I'm not saying it can't work, but there needs to be that acknowledgement of, Hey, here's what's important to me. Here's what's important to you. Can we work it out or is it going to be too much work where, you know, the relationship then becomes a job as opposed to something special and beautiful? Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think it is. I think I agree with that. I think it is important to basically know the signs and stuff and then also to just know the person as well. <laughs> and do you believe in rising signs? Because, you know, I was told I was Scorpio, but rising Leo, yep. which is which is ironic because. So, well, so, so here's the thing, you know, I, I know traditional astrology, of course, and, you know, VA has been my focus now for, for quite a while. So the, the, and for those of your listeners out there who aren't familiar with astrology, you know, your birth sign, which is your sun sign. So that's what everybody knows. I'm a cancer, I'm an Aries, I'm a Taurus, whatever. Now the rising sign is the sign that is coming over the ascendant in your chart, which is the horizon line, meaning at the moment of your birth, where were the house systems in the sky? 
positioned so that that sign was right over the horizon line. And the, the theory is that your rising sign is what you put out into the world for the world to see. Now, sometimes that could be different dramatically from your birth sign, uh, or it could complement it. So, you know, for using traditional astrology, I get, you, you know, you would totally fit the criteria. You're, you said you're a Leo rising, correct? Yeah. So yeah, you're all about putting high energy out there and uh, getting people excited and motivated and all those sort of things. And, and that's helpful to look at. Uh, but there have been times when I've seen people who've had very, I've done charts on, on couples and their rising signs may com be completely different, but there are other mechanisms in the chart inside the actual birth chart that go beyond that, where it could either lead to a very deep relationship, or it could lead to some conflict. So I think of it this way. Everything you look at in astrology is a data point. And you got to be able to look at the data point objectively and look at the big picture altogether. And even if you don't know anything about astrology, you start with, start with one thing, start with the sun sign. And then what planet uh, is actually uh, well, the sun is that would be the sun sign planet, but and then but then go go beyond that. The next sign is is the you know, the moon. All right. Well, where is because we all have all twelve signs of the zodiac in our chart, and that's a mind blower to a lot of people mm, because people are wait a minute. But I'm a you know I, I'm a I'm a Cancer. I'm a Sagittarius. All right. Yeah, that may be your sun sign, but there are nine other planets that are in the chart in different places of the chart. And it's a matter of where they're placed that give us the whole person and description of how they are and who they are and how they operate. Now, you know, people say, well, how do I know this without, you know, you, you, I, I, I don't want to go to an astrologer, but I just want to kind of know this. You can go to a site called astro.com. It's not my website. I have no affiliation with them, but it's a great site for you to plug in your birth data and you can run your chart real quick for free. They don't charge anything. You don't even have to register. I don't think. And what that does is that'll show you where your chart, at least your natal chart, is positioned so that you can see your sun sign, your rising sign, and then the moon sign, which is often referred to, I'm sure you're aware, as the big three. You know, when, when you, you have just a couple of minutes with someone in traditional astrology, you're looking at those three elements because that gives you some insight as to what are the three driving forces. And that goes back to the earlier question that you mentioned. That's a real good, easy, basic place to start. People should figure out what are their big three. The sun sign, everyone probably knows, but you want to find out your moon and your ascendant or that rising uh, sign slash planet. Do you, what is your moon sign, by the way? Because I don't think you mentioned that. Look, I don't even know my moon sign. That's all right. <laughs> I, I actually need to. I need to look into that because I need well, to. Go I can, on that I can, when, we, when we're off the air here, you can send me your, your your stuff, and I'll I'll run a chart for you, and then you'll you'll have it all. This way, you oh, can see yay. exactly. That's yeah, no, exciting. But, because <laughs> see, and that's the thing. Astrology is so deep of a subject. It's it's very intimidating, uh, to a lot of people. It, it, it was for me for many many years. Because you think, well, I never know enough. Well, you're never going to know. No one knows enough no. because it's always moving. And, just, you know, as we're learning stuff, more things are getting added on the back end. So uh, just as far as different discoveries and things that are, that are you know, connections that are being made. But you just start and you start looking and you see how these various planets 
start to impact things and, and where life starts to uh, become easy or more challenging. It's different for everyone yeah. based on our configurations, which, you know, makes, makes the work that I do very unique because I, I can read a thousand charts and while there'll be similarities, maybe with some people, no two people are the same and everybody has something unique to offer to the world. And in this life, it's just a matter of people being able to figure out what that is and, and then maximize it. Oh, wow. So how, like, with, you know, as far as your clients, what have mm -hmm. they gained from your consulting? Well, it's, it's, it's interesting. I, you know, I've had a range of clients all over the years from, you know, the very traditional type of questions like, you know, am I on the right career path or am I in the right relationship? Oh. Um, to, to more exotic or unique type of insights. But uh, I think it breaks down into a couple of different elements. Number one is clarity. If someone's thinking, you know, should I stay or should I go in this relationship? Or should I stay or should I go in this job? To be able to look at it from an astrological standpoint and point out, here's what the dynamics are in the chart. Because remember, in VA, which is the, the method of astrology that I practice, it's all about energy flow. And the concept is, if we can live our lives in a way that maximizes the way that the energy is designed to flow inherently from God, source, creator, whatever system you work within, then life is good. Now, it doesn't mean you're not going to have bad days and you know bad months. I mean, that's, that's life. But things are going to be on the right track. When we don't do things. While many kids are making their holiday wish lists, the patients at Nationwide Children's Hospital are simply wishing they could be home. But you have the power to make their stay a little brighter. The moment you make a donation, the butterflies on the lawn at Nationwide Children's light up for our patients to see. And that gift brings joy, funds research, and the world's finest care. Please, light up the lawn light up a life. Give now at nationwidechildrens.org slash give. It's the Planet Fitness You Can Still Join a Gym in 2023 sale. Now through December 29th, join for just $1 down, $10 a month, and you can still do that thing you said you'd do 11 and a half months ago. With over 2,400 locations and equipment for every workout, you can get in, get energized, and get going. And with free fitness training and most clubs open 24 hours, everyone belongs in the judgment-free zone. It's not too late. This can still be your year. So join today for just $1 down, $10 a month, cancel any time, and pay nothing until January 17th. Hurry. Deal ends Friday, December 29th. See club for details that we were designed to do, or that energy gets blocked, that's where problems ensue. So here's an example recently. I was doing a consult for someone, and one of the first things I asked them, because I'll spend a good amount of time reviewing the chart before I uh, get on the consult with them, and I, the first thing I asked them before we even got into it, I said, have you ever done any work with creative writing or literature or something like that? And I don't even think their, their original question was about career. And there was dead silence and it was a Zoom thing. And the client was just kind of looking at me. I said, did, did you hear me? I, yeah, I, I heard you. She said, I'm just wondering where, where you got that from. And I showed her in the chart. I said, is that something you, she said, many, many years ago, I had the desire to become a fiction writer. I wanted to write fiction. 
this was back and and uh, they were probably midlife when I had, had worked with them, but this was back when they were in their early twenties uh, or teens or twenties. But they had parents who said, you're not going to make any money doing that. Go do something else. Oh. And they stuffed it and they let it go. I said, well, I guess I can't do that. And I said, well, I said, here's what I can tell you. I said, I don't know if you're interested in writing now, but astrologically you've got the circuit that would be conducive to doing that. And we all have a bunch of circuits or, or what I uh, is often explained uh, by, by the father of modern vibrational astrology, David Cochran. He's, he's like the main guy. He's been researching this for 50 years and he's in his seventies now. And uh, he's, he's teaching and lecturing and it's pretty amazing. But anyways, he says, we all have a bunch of radio station tuners in our head slash astrological chart. More than we can ever tune into in a lifetime. Some of them will never get turned on. Others will. And the idea is if you can tune in to those various stations, and in this example with the person who was, a, you know, a write, you know, wanted to write and do that, that opens up a whole new world. So what ended up happening with this person was they kind of sat on that for a while and they were at some crossroads with not being satisfied with career. And the fact that me just asking that question, and I didn't say, well, go out and write, you know, that, that's not my job. My job is to put the information out there, help you make sense of it. And then you go and make your own decisions. It turns out they ended up coming to me about a year and a half later. And so, you know, I had a reading with you uh, a while back because because a lot of times I'll read for people once and that's it. Sometimes maybe twice in a year. You know, I, I don't want people dependent on me. I, I That's not the way I operate. Yeah. But what ended up happening was, you know, in the current, because this was around when the pandemic started, Ooh. they ended up putting a blog together. I don't remember all the context and what it was. And they're, they're writing fiction and they're doing their thing and they're happy. And and that's to me, it's like, ah, that's, that's just magical because she had taken that information or, or that desire or driver that was pretty much close to the surface when she was younger and then due to external forces kind of discarded that and then buried it. And then it reawoken in her the potential to say, Hey, maybe I do want to do this. And now you know, technology, you know, we'll, we'll talk globally here for a second. You know, we're in the Aquarian age now because Pluto is now in Aquarius, at least for a while, it's going to dip back into Capricorn for about eight months. Then it's going to live in Aquarius for many, many years information is is accessible now like never before yes okay we're seeing government officials being exposed the secrets that have been held by the few are now accessible to the many everything's changed so yes. theoretically she could either write fiction on a blog or write short stories or whatnot and never leave her house and you don't have to go write a book. There's many different ways of applying things. So it's it's a way of shining that spotlight on, oh, here's something you could do, or maybe this, or maybe that. And then whatever resonates with you, you go for it. That's amazing. Yeah. I think everybody needs a astrology consultation. It's important because sometimes you just need a little little push to to think, to, to remember, it's, you know. People say to me, well, well, you know, if you had to summarize astrology, in a sentence, how would you do that? And it took me a long time to come up with this, but but here's what it is in a nutshell. Astrology helps you understand your past, clarify your present, and maximize your future. 
That's I like it. That. It clarifies, it understands your past. It gives us some insight as to where we've been, where we've come from, what dynamics were at play as we were growing up. It helps us figure out where we are right now, whether it's good or not so good. When's it going to change? Is it not going to change? And then down the road, looking at different cycles that that show up beyond the, the here and now, it shows us how to prepare and, you know, people say, well, do you look at your own chart? I say, heck yes, I'm in my chart every yeah. day. Multiple. I'm always looking at the transits and seeing what's going on. I mean, I look at stuff at a very granular level because I can. I've got the software to do it. And and it's just fascinating to me. But, you know, uh, we're, I think you're, you since you follow astrology, you you probably are well aware we're in a Mercury retrograde right now. Yeah, the a lot of technology is going to mess up and people get Technology, ideas <laughs> not connecting with people. Uh, here's an example. I've been playing phone tag with someone related to something totally outside of, outside of my astrology work. But it's like misconnections, you know, on, 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 uh, Craigslist, you know, they had that section there, misconnections. I saw you in the bus uh, station, but I didn't get your name. Uh, it, 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 that's Mercury retrograde. But we know, all right, that's going to settle down on the 14th, give it a week to kind of wash out, and then all that's going to get somewhat back to normal. So what do we do? Well, I'm not going to be, you know, signing any major business deals during Mercury retrograde. I'm not going to get upset with this person that they're dodging me or trying to avoid me that we're not able to connect with them because that's a cycle that's going on right now. And it's going to get back on track once Mercury resumes direct motion starting, you know, on the 14th of the month. So that's a real practical way of beginning. Even if you do nothing else, you look at the the moon, the lunar cycles to see what signs they're moving into and keep up with the Mercury retrogrades, that at least gives you a leg up as to what yeah. you kind of expect to experience on a very global scale because the planets affect all of us. They affect us differently based on how our birth chart is. But everyone right now who's listening to this within the sound of our voices, and, and we're recording this on whatever day we are. I don't even know what day it is. Uh, <laughs> I think it's Thursday. Look, <laughs> yeah, the days I've been blending in too. That's nothing. Thursday the 4th of uh, May, I believe it is. That everyone who's hearing this is probably experiencing some sort of Mercury retrograde activity, which Mercury regulates communication, the connection of thoughts and ideas. And when a planet is going backwards, it's it's kind of disrupting and bringing things inward where we're having to look and reevaluate. So those connections aren't going to be as smooth as they typically are when things are, are progressing forward. So it's it's fascinating stuff. And what about life path numbers? Because I know there's like, you know, I've studied my life path number. I'm seven. Like, how does it work with astrology? So I'm not a numerologist and, oh, you know, yeah, I, I, I joke around with folks that I've got a very narrow lane, but I go very deep into that lane. <laughs> so, I mean, I've, I've had my numerology uh, worked up before by a numerologist. I would say that from a, you, there isn't like a linear relationship with uh, life path numbers directly correlating with uh, astrological signs or components, at least not that has been validated yet. There, there may be some out there uh, that hasn't been discovered. And you know, people can say anything, but I like working from a data-driven point because remember, data, spirituality, religion, 
metaphysics, all that can coexist together. It's not an either or thing, but there's definitely something to numerology. I have a lot of sevens in my birth date, uh, time and, and, and all that. So there's, there's definitely a connection there, but I'm just not up to speed on the intricate meanings, uh, yeah. of that. Actually, that would be an interesting, uh, conversation to have to have an astrologer and a numerologist on I the would same like time. that because I'm yeah. studying numerology myself because I'm a metaphysician mainly so I'm like oh cool all about oh, so you get it then. yeah I went yeah. to University of Metaphysics so I'm all about vibrating on high frequencies I notice when I'm on a low vibe low frequency I notice when I'm on a high frequency and I just okay. notice it and it's just so, all about being aware I guess so so you said something that I that I neglected to mention early on remember I said I, I work with what's called vibrational astrology let me yeah. give you just a little like taste of what that means because it sounds impressive, but what does that mean? The theory in VA is that each of the 10 planets, and we're including the sun and moon in there, they're technically luminaries, but we call them planets in a chart. Each one of the planets vibrates at a particular frequency. So this plugs right into the metaphysical work that you do. And the idea is just like in music, when you play a chord of, let's say a C, uh, a, a D and an E, I, I'm not a musician. So, but you know, forgive me, but when yeah. you play a musical chord, it, it, some chords are in resonance and they sound really good together and there's good energy there. Other notes are not in resonance and they might not sound as good. And there isn't that, that, feel good feeling there. Well, with VA, the whole idea comes down to vibrations. Everything vibrates. This cell phone is vibrating at a frequency. It's a lot slower than humans physically, but it vibrates. Plants vibrate. The whole cosmos vibrates. And physics is proving this now that that the the metaphysicians and astrologers uh, things that they've been saying for years there's a lot of overlap coming out of physics and vibrational astrology with the idea being when you start to see how these different planets resonate within themselves and connect with us it is all about the vibration and higher vibrations as we all know are where we want to strive to go uh, because that's where the magic happens Yes, I agree. Because when I'm when you're in a low vibration, you can't really focus on astrology or numerology and understand what it's trying to tell you because you're stuck in that I would say little sunken place for that time. Yeah, you know? Exactly. And it's it's an everyday task to get out of it though, because every day it's like okay, you're talking to yourself, you get yourself out, and it took me a long time to get there to be able to yeah. you know to get out of that low vibration to get well, to that high frequency. Yeah, and, and here's the thing too. I think we all struggle with that. You know, you, we, yeah. it's not like we get there and whoop, then we stay there. It's, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like a sine wave, you know, it's up and down. Ebb and flow. So, so I'll tell you one of the things, because my mind, as you've probably already figured out, my mind moves a hundred miles an hour. I've got a lot of chatter in my brain. So while I may be a good astrologer, at least I've been told I'm a good astrologer. I'm not a good meditator naturally. That, 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 I mean, because, and, and you talk about, you know, you, you, we got to learn really what we need to do more, more than anything else. And, and I've been working on that for many, many years because there's so much chatter in my head. It's really hard to calm it down. But going back to the vibration piece, uh, a sort of cheat code that I work with is what's, what's something that you can think about that you have unconditional love for in your world. 
So for me, it's two things right out of the gate. It's my wife and my cats. Okay. So to get from, you know, when you're feeling anxious or ugh or dread or whatnot, and this works for me with a very cluttered and chattery mind. So I, I, I would hope that it would work for those uh, who might not be as, you know, <laughs> having as many racing thoughts as I do to just sit with that for a second and you close your eyes and you actually focus on that experience, spending quality time, my wife or petting one of the cats. And that is one of the ways to help shift at least momentarily up to a higher vibration because good stuff is associated with the high vibrations. Yeah. It's the dread and the angst and the worry. Those are all lower things. So that, that helps train our brains to get used to making that shift. And you know, it's a lifelong thing. It's not like you get there and you've yeah. arrived. That would be nice, but you know, then what's, <laughs> then what's the point? <laughs> you know, it's well, like, okay, now what? keep growing. That's the, that makes life fruitful, more exciting. Staying curious because yes. that's what I am naturally curious. I'm not, I know I'm going over time here, but no, I you, you can go as long as <laughs> listen. Uh, I told you before we got online here, you know, I, I could talk for probably seven weeks straight on this and not scratch the surface. Yeah, I love listen. topics about this, like spirituality and astrology, business, all those things I can talk forever but um what are some misconceptions about astrology because i meant to ask you that <laughs> yeah so a, a lot of time and we touched on some of this before already uh, yeah. astrology is is not a dogma it does not dictate our life it's a data point so we have free will it just gives us information and and that's that now another misconception that people often have is that and we touched on this earlier as well, is that you know, the signs rule everything. Now, nah, it's really about planets, aspects, and orbs. Now, that's a little technical. I don't want to get too much into that right now. Uh, and that and that it's a lot more than just the sun signs and the horoscopes that you read. In fact, can I talk for a second about horoscopes? Or are we, are yes, we close sure. to the end here? Sure. Okay. So, so people often ask me, well, well, Spermuli, what, what are your thoughts on horoscopes? You read a horoscope, you know, it's there for Gemini, uh, and it's supposed to, you know, relate to every Gemini in the world. So here's my take on horoscopes. They're like the junk food in the astrology world. And this is my my take on that. No one else is meaning, you know, I, I'm not trying to take anything away from anyone because I think horoscopes are, are, are great. They're fun in small doses and for the right reasons. So I say they're like junk food because, you know, we all have our indulgent junk food, whether it's pizza or donuts, which is my case, candy bar, whatever the case is, but you don't want to eat a regular diet of your junk food. Daily horoscopes need to be general. Because you're talking about a whole slew of people that may fall under that particular sign. And remember, the signs are just a very small piece of the puzzle, which is why you can have two Capricorns and they behave completely differently. It's not because the signs are different. It's the planets that are underneath it. But, but going back to horoscopes, I think, uh, and, and I write them, you know, I, I, and people can find them on blueridgeastrology.com and on my socials, but I write them with the idea being that they're designed because I look at what's going on in the sky every day and I'll pick the day of the week, uh, whatever the planetary uh, ruler is for the day or, or the, the, the ruling uh, planet for the day. And I'll write the horoscopes for, for those two planets. And I think they're helpful to just get a little insight, maybe a little confirmation, but people ask me, you know, well, well, 
should I base my life on this? I said, no, I think if anyone makes any major life decision based on a horoscope, uh, you're an idiot to put it bluntly. <laughs> That's not what they're designed to do. They're fun. Yes. And I think they can help confirm things because how many times have you and I and anyone else read a horoscope? It's like, wow, this is exactly what's going on today. And you might get that little nudge to kind of push you over the, the hump. And I think for that, it's great. But I, I, the biggest misconception is people equate professional astrology, consultation, study and development to what you read in the paper. And it's nothing like that at all. And, and I think you've, you, you know that because you've studied it, but your listeners probably now have an understanding of that just from a little bit. We've been talking here today. Professional astrology is a discipline in and of itself. That is not even closely resembling what's read in the papers, but I'll always read a horoscope when it's in front of me. I want to see what's yeah, there. cosmopolitan. <laughs> I'm like, I'm reading it. Exactly. <laughs> like, Why what's not? going on? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So what's a, a saying or a quote that you go by? Oh boy. Well, <laughs> you, <laughs> you may have to narrow that a bit, a bit because I, you know, it depends on meaning in the astrology world or is it, or, or in, in life in general, so both, because, I wouldn't know for astrology and ooh, in life. <laughs> all right. Put me on the spot here. So in astrology, it's one that was instilled to me by my teacher, uh, David Cochran, which is orbs are everything. And an orb is simply what is the allowable distance between angles be, uh, that uh, of planets that are forming in the sky or in your chart. And the reason orbs are everything is you can have two planets sitting together in a chart, but unless they're within a particular distance, there's no power there. So, you know, a 10 degree orb means that, yeah, they're kind of sitting in the same slice of pie, but it's not really strong, but a one degree orb that's powerful. Okay, so in the astrology world, there is uh, that, that's that's a quote that I work with, and just as far as life in general is, I always like to say, you know, where life is a game, for better or worse, it's a game, and I always like to say, figure out what the rules of the game are, and then play by the rules. And what I mean by that is we got to be aware of what our situation is and the situation that we are in, whether it's in a relationship or in our home life or in our work life. It's a game and there are rules and we got to play by those rules. And if we don't play by those rules or opt not to play by them, somebody's going to get knocked out of whack. And that's, you know, that's not a good thing. So know the game, know the rules and play by the rules. And if you don't like the game, Go find a different game. Oh, man, that was the bomb. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that was the bomb. Because I, you know, I read the book, The Game of Life and How to Play It by Florence Shivelshin. Yep. And I was like, and I was 20 years old. I was working at the airport. And I said, I want somebody, what what happened? I think, I don't know if it was somebody gave me the book or I think somebody might have gave me the book because I had some cool people. We're going to the airport. You meet so many cool people. Oh, I imagine. Yeah, I've been airports a of, lot. Yeah. yeah, that was kind of one of my uh, favorite jobs. You know, it was least paying, but it was like one of the coolest yeah. because you, you met so many cool people. But it was like, when I read that book, I was like, it's a game and you can play this game. Now, it didn't really hit me, hit me until I got older, you know, and I'm like, okay, 
I know this is this game. I'm play this game, and and if I don't like the game, I change it. And and that's what I tell people all the time. Just just play that game. And if you don't like this game, find a new game. If you want to live off the coast and the Costa Rica, whatever, because you're tired of America, go do it. Yeah. It's no one's judging you, you know, for what you exactly. And and some people say, well, isn't that a negative approach? And I said, no, I I, I don't think so because you know when I if you don't like the game at work and you don't like the rules of that game, go find another job. If you're in a relationship where the rules of that aren't working or you're not being respected or you're not, you're not getting valued and honored. Go find another game, play with another person. Uh, I think it could apply to everything because yeah, everything has, you know, with more and more night, are we in a simulation or not? I don't know. I don't pretend to know the answer to that, but you know, we're, we're figuring real. out not stuff real. now at a, at, a, at a crazy pace. And, you know, we're only here in this environment for a short time, 80 to 90 years if Lincoln we're lucky. And, and then we're, and then we're on to the next dimension. And I do believe, you know, where since we're all energy, there's something after this. I don't know exactly what it's going to look like. I believe like. so too. I think I'll probably be another sequoia somewhere. Just a whole yeah, exactly. Because so, I feel like know, I've lived before, so that's a whole other topic. But, but yeah, well, yeah. There you go. You I've need to get a past before. life past life regression uh, therapist on here, and we can have a whole big discussion uh, yeah, about we can have all a this. Party, stuff. yeah, because I do want to start doing more conversations on this. And that's why I call it Block of His Podcast because it's like I'm, you know, I'm thinking about the stuff like a yeah. lot. And like you said, your mind has a lot of chatter. Minds do too. Like I have so yeah. many things in my, you know, it's like, I know a little about a lot. So it's like, yeah, well, that's so many topics. <laughs> it's it's, and that's the thing. I, and I encourage everyone ask questions, you know, I get, get nervous when people, and, and not just for astrologers, but anyway, so, well, this is the only way it is. No, we don't know that things that we thought we knew we're finding out. Well, we really don't know. Be curious, ask questions, read books, turn over those rocks and see, oh, look at that. I didn't know that was there because that's where the magic is. That's where the magic is, man. You're great, dude. I love it. Uh, can you tell people where they can book with you? I mean, sure. uh, yeah. I know, so yeah. F- first off, uh, the, my, the, the easiest way to find me is blueridgeastrology.com. That's blueridgeastrology.com. The reason that it's that name is uh, where uh, I'm in the Blue Ridge Mountains and uh, we've had a little bear as our mascot. Uh, I'm on socials, uh, YouTube, TikTok, same moniker at blueridgeastrology.com. I do daily horoscopes uh, on Facebook and Instagram, also blueridgeastrology.com. Uh, and I even, I, I've got a special offer for your listeners. Uh, if they would like to have a consultation with me, uh, it's hundred percent private one-on-one. We get into your chart and we address whatever you want to, uh, whatever questions you've got and, and give insight uh, specific to you. Uh, if they type in the code blue, B-L-U, at checkout, uh, that'll get them 20% off of any one-on-one consultation with me. And, uh, well, I can't leave that up forever. We'll keep it open for at least a month from when this goes public. I don't know when you're going to publish, but it'll be out there for your listeners. Again, that's blue, B-L-U. It'll give them 20% off at blueridgeastrology.com. Cool beans. And I'll also add that in the show notes, everyone. So don't feel like you anything. <laughs> but I want to thank you for coming on here today. Um, thank you. Come back on again. <laughs> thank you. And, you're you're uh, an absolute delight. I love your energy. It's easy to lose sleep when you're worried about your health insurance plan. But when you have a family counting on you to take care of them, having the right coverage is more important than ever. That's why Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield is here to help. With low to no cost plans for you and your family. So you never go it alone. That's our anthem. 
click to learn more.